What's up, guys? Today I have G.S. Muse on here with me. He is a biologist. Is that correct? Um, biotechnologist. Biotechnologist. Okay. So he's a biotechnologist. He has a couple degrees in, in, um, in uh, biology. And, and today we were, and I wanted to bring him on because I saw a video about a week ago with uh, Joe Rogan and Adam, how do you say his last name? Con Conover? I don't know. Something like that. I have no idea. Adam something. He's the guy from uh, Adam's Ru Adam Ruins Everything. I forget. I think Comedy Central does that. I don't know. It could be College Humor. It's one of those. Somebody does it. One of it's those. on Netflix too. Yeah, yeah. It's on Netflix as well. Um, but yeah, so he does a show, Adam's Ruins, Ruins Everything, where he talks about, basically he just takes the leftist position on everything and talks about how conservatives are wrong. Um, Except hunting. He did a good episode on hunting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hunting. I didn't, I didn't see that one. I'll have to, I'll have to check uh, it out. It's on uh, trophy hunting. There's actually a clip of it on YouTube where he... Uh, explains oh, how right. trophy hunting is actually good for animals and i think he did a yeah, really good didn't job he get that. a lot of didn't he get a lot of backlash for that probably you know he did like i don't even <laughs> i'm sure he did yeah yeah he probably did but you anyway can't on tv without getting backlash yeah yeah exactly but um but yeah anyway he was on joe rogan about a week ago i think it was and there's a clip that's been shared around quite a bit it has almost a million views got like 800,000 views and uh, in this clip, it's about 20 minutes long. Um, it, really, you can watch the first five minutes of it, and, and uh, you'll, get, you'll get everything that you need to get out of it <laughs> because it just starts to get repetitive after that. But, uh, but in this clip, they talk about trans children and transgenders in sports and, and, and things along those lines. And uh, we're just going to kind of – I, I watched this, and I, it's just pure insanity to be – to be completely honest, it's just, it's just pure insanity. And Joe does a pretty good job of refuting what he's saying. Later on in the video, Joe uh, kind of, you see, you see Joe kind of start to show that he buys into a lot, of the, a lot of the narrative coming out of the transgender movement. But overall, he does a generally good job of at least refuting Adam in the areas of sports and transgender children and giving them hormones and such. Um, but I thought that this would be a good video to, uh, to kind of review. Um, initially, we were, we were thinking about, me and uh, Greg here were thinking about playing the video and commenting along, but we don't want to waste like 20 minutes of people's time um, just hearing the video when you can go watch. So we're just going to take a few of the points that they hit on in this piece, and, uh, and we're going to elaborate on them and, and just give, just give our two cents. evidence for, yeah, give our two cents for, for why we think that Adam is, totally off base here and it doesn't really eh, we're probably not going to say any information you already know to be honest because it doesn't take a it doesn't take a extremely smart person to realize how insane some of these ideas are but uh but yeah so to get started let's just jump into the first topic that they went over which was transgenders in sports and that's been a hot topic lately because we've seen a huge jump over the last year i'd say in the amount of transgender athletes that are now being allowed to compete in the sport that they identify with um, or if they're not being allowed to compete in the sport they identify with, there's a lot of controversy over the fact that they can't compete in that sport. Yeah. Um, so, so uh, I mean, did you have any immediate thoughts on this, or do you want me to jump into something? You know what? Um, I think because you're more of the sports, you've done, you know, you talked about doing bodybuilding before and um, weightlifting, and this is something I'm just starting to getting into. So I figured you, um, you might have more ideas uh, than I do, and then I could throw my two cents in, you know, along okay. with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I, just to give a background, I do have a, a, a degree in kinesiology. Um, I don't really hold that to. Uh, I don't really hold that up too much because because some. It, it wasn't that hard, people. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. I don't it even wasn't know what that I mean. hard, and I don't use it today. But with that said, I was a personal trainer for for about a year. I was a boxing kickboxing coach for about two three years. Um, and, and I've done martial arts for my entire life, basically with the exception of maybe the past few years here where I haven't done too much. So, so I have a lot of experience in athletic activities and, and, and watching people and watching men and women and watching how they differ and how they learn things and, and how well they're able, well, well, they're able to perform athletic, um, uh, endeavors, I guess you would say. And, um, so so I had a general understanding of the biology behind, behind why men and women are different, but I think it's almost more convincing. I mean, we will, we will go into some of the more. Uh, um, and it's easy. It's even in the animal uh, world, they, it's kind of funny that, you know, we talk about these uh, transgender stuff, like just getting to the, 
bottom of some of this um, because like you have multiple levels of a worldview going on here when you're talking about the transgender stuff. Um, But like a lot of what they try to talk about is they try to say, well, sex and gender are totally different things. They have nothing to do with each other. Um, Like there's this whole new thing where they're trying to um, have, you can't even call it revisionist biology it's like yeah more than that it's like they're trying to have revision it's like they don't understand about the lobsters yeah it is it's (laughs) oh i see what you did there but it's it's insane because um you know they'll try to say gender is just a social construct but when i took sociology class in college um and this would have been maybe 2010 2011 um what they said in my textbook and in my course is that sociologists define sex and gender different. They said, well, sex is the biological differences. And they, said, and they were actually rational about it. And they said, um, but gender is um, basically the social expression of your biological sex. You know, so, you know, boys wear blue, girls wear pink, you know, that sort of thing. Um, and you'll have some variance from culture to culture. And, you know, that's true. You know, in, um, you know, Scottish men will wear kilts. Um, whereas, you know, American men would say, no, that's too much like a skirt. Um, you know, if it were in our cultural context, um, that, Hey, I'd be open to wearing a kill at some point, (laughs) but I mean, so I was like, okay, so that, that makes sense. You're, um, you're making a distinction between the two so that you can do the science properly when you're studying, um, you know, social interactions. But at the same time, you even look at the animal world, um, you know, because if you're talking about like higher mammals, for example, you know, the men, the males, I should say, will have more testosterone. Um, they're going to behave differently. Um, the females will behave differently from the males. They'll, they'll look different. Like people can, people can look at, you know, so many different animals and say, okay, I can tell the male from the female. Now it's not, it's the sexual dimorphism as they call it will be you know, to a greater or lesser extent in different species. And then you'll have some, um, some things like earthworms that are hermaphroditic where you have, they're both male and female. Um, and then a lot of things like that will still need a mate in order to reproduce. But, um, but still like to say that all of the behavior, um, all of that social expression of your biological sex is a social construct that it's, you know, comes from society. Um, totally flies in the face of biology. Yeah. It's pure insanity. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, and you don't, you don't need any special uh, degree to know this. It's not like, um, Oh, well, I think this way about gun control because I learned this thing about world war two in high school that may or may not have been accurate. Um, This is, you know, something that's right in front of you, you know, that's plainly obvious to everybody just as much as the sky is blue but people who are leftists want to deny it. Yeah. And, and by the sports, sorry, go ahead. And when it comes to men and women versus male and female, by the very definition of social construct, it is, it is based in something. And the thing that the man, that man and woman is based in is male and female. Like they're intrinsically linked because you cannot define what a man is without referencing in some way, male, malehood, I guess you could say, whatever, 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 the term what was that this is true you're, you're yeah. right it's 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 not it's like you can say it's a cultural social construct and i go okay it's social construct let's go with that that doesn't mean it's not directly connected to mm-hmm. the actual biological gender like otherwise there's no reason for it. otherwise we're just using adjectives at that point and we should just all refer to each other as whatever adjective we prefer and it's not even a gender so the whole point of gender is it's referencing sex. it's like there's a an old sci-fi story that um I it's it was really it was really short and it was uh clearly meant to be a um it wasn't 1984 or anything like that it was a just a short maybe like three page story we read in one of my courses and it was a society where they were putting handicaps on people to make everyone equal so if you were very strong they might put um like sandbags on you to keep you from moving too much um and like the main characters was like a a man and a woman and the woman wasn't very intelligent. Um, you know, she was, you know, got lost easy. The man was super intelligent. So he had to have an earpiece on 
they would blare, make a blaring sound like every 10 seconds to like knock his thoughts off course and make him forget what he was thinking about. And, you know, then they watched this uh, thing on TV about a ballet dancer with this ugly mask on. And there was like this fugitive and it's a great story. I wish I could remember what it was called, but um, basically this was a society where they had to put handicaps in everybody to make everyone equal. Mm -hmm. But even then, even in this um, dystopian future, they still weren't denying male and female. Like it was such an obvious reality that, you know, to even do something like that was probably, I bet the author didn't even think of it. You know, yeah. but nowadays it's like we've we've gone to an insanity that's beyond our horror stories. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so that kind of that kind of sums up why the entire idea of of gender not being binary or gender not being set in our biological sex doesn't make any sense just from a common knowledge standpoint. Like this is the funny mm-hmm. thing. So in the in this in this piece, uh, Adam continually says uh, when he's talking to Joe Rogan, he continually says, "Well." Like, no, I'm not an expert on this, but yada, yada. And then you go on to say something completely insane. And, and I look at this and I go, I, I can't stand that, that phrase, I'm not an expert. Because all it is most of the time is it's, I'm about to say something extremely irrational. But in order to make it sound more rational, I'm going to just say, I'm not an expert. As if there is some expert somewhere that can actually justify what I'm saying. Um, um, and, and therefore, what I'm saying is not really all that irrational. So you can say whatever you want. I can be like, well, I'm not an expert, but it seems like that eating feces might be an okay idea. Like, it's just, it doesn't like, like, but it, you know, they try to make it sound more rational. Like you can say something completely crazy, but to be, to be fair, I actually thought that was a, you know, just on this one, in the areas you and I were talking a little off camera before this, that's one area where I, I slightly disagree, but maybe I'll, I'll watch it again and think different. Um, or maybe I'll just give Adam the benefit of the doubt on this one, but I thought that was like one thing that I really appreciated because like I've done my Bill Nye videos and you have, you know, Bill Nye, this, this doesn't, this Bill Nye thinks he knows something about science guy and he'll go on T he'll go on CNN and like, I am a scientist. I'm an expert on the other side. They have a PhD physicist with decades of experience and you know, the PhD physicist will say something and they're like, Oh, well, Bill, Bill, what do you think about that? And Bill's like, that's <laughs> so bad. And I'm like, like, are we in the twilight zone here? Bill is not a scientist. He's not qualified. And then he'll get on and talk and um, talk about pro-life people saying, oh, these people are ignorant about science. And it's like, you, you know, a lot of the people you're referring to are medical doctors. They're smarter than you, Bill. I'm sorry. <laughs> um yeah, that's anyway. a fair. Yeah, that's a fair point. That's a fair point that it's. Uh, it it is. It is nice. And, to and not also, have... like you see, that Adam wasn't like, uh, you know, calling people names or attacking. Yeah, he wasn't attacking people who disagree with him as leftists usually do. So you know, in that you know, in that part of it, I'll say, you know what, kudos for him for, uh, you know, acting like a, res- a respectable human being, even if I totally you know disagree with him. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it was nice to see a semi-cordial discussion back and forth mm-hmm. <laughs> compared to what, what we normally see, which is just yelling, crazy people yelling. But yes. um, but yeah, so so we've kind of we've kind of covered how uh how how it's just common knowledge that that men and women have men and women are different, and that there are important distinctions, as you mentioned, like testosterone and stuff like that earlier. Um, so let's kind of talk about how this plays out uh, when it comes to the sports issue. Um, I I wrote a piece. A while back, and I'm, I'm going to start with this because I think it's the best way to refute a lot of this nonsense. Because in, mm-hmm. in the video, Adam at some point says something along the lines of, well, we, we, we make a distinction between who gets to play against who. And I think that that distinction is no longer uh, reasonable, essentially. And that, and that like, we have, we've learned more, so now we know it's not. It doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah, even though the only I'm wanting to make sports fair for people's gender identity and all that. Yeah, yeah, something along those lines. And and of course, Joe Rogan brought up, but he didn't have stats in front of him, uh, just like Adam doesn't have stats in front of him. Um, Joe Rogan brought up the fact that that there's people that transition whenever they're like 30 years old and, and mm-hmm. go into these sports and and they have the bone density of a man, they have muscle mass of a man, they have yeah. everything. And so so let's talk about some of the differences of why it's absolutely insane to say that you know, we're going to start older and then we're going to work our way down. So <laughs> let's talk about why it's insane to say that, for instance, there has been a, a weightlifter 
that transitioned a couple of years ago that is now breaking records. Who was a man transitioned to a woman and is now breaking women's world records Mm -hmm. competition um, in, in the Olympics, I believe is starting to say that these people can compete in, in these sports. So who knows, he may be winning Olympic events pretty soon. Um, and there's, there's been a number of cases. There was a, a, a mixed martial arts fighter named Fallon Fox who bulldozed some chicks. And the, the bat, worst part about this is she didn't tell anybody or, or he didn't tell anybody that he had transitioned to a woman just months before first competing in mixed martial arts, um, which is a big problem because they were getting crap beat out of them by a man and they didn't know it was a man. Um, so there's, we have several instances of people who are older transitioning and they already have that bone density and that muscle mass. And here goes some stats that show just how dramatic the difference is when it comes to athletic activity. I wrote a piece at the King's rights called slandering uh, John McEnroe sexist shows extreme ignorance of athletics. This was back whenever he was asked on some news network, uh, mm-hmm. whether Serena Williams could beat him or something. He was like, no, she wouldn't even rank in the top 700 men right now. So he was like, I think I might be able to beat her. He's like, I'm biased and I'm old, but I think I might be able to beat her. She could probably and, beat me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she could beat me. She could beat you. She could beat a lot of people. And part of that's just talent. But whenever you have somebody who's, who's I mean, you give me, you give me a top, top 20 in college and I'm betting on him over Serena Williams. And I'm going to get into the stats on why in just a second here. <laughs> um, so uh, the first thing, so there's, there's a few different categories that I went over that, that were uh, distinctions uh, uh, or specific, um, oh, what's the word for it? Differences? Athletic traits that, that are necessary. I'm, I'm trying to think, I, can't, I don't know why I can't think of the word for it. I should know this word. But anyway, so, so there are three things, speed, power, and um, oh, we're not going to get the other one. Let's just do speed, power, and then of course I'm going to go into actually something that's, that's specific to tennis since I am talking about the piece where where John McEnroe said she won rank in the top 700 in tennis. So let's start mm-hmm. with speed. If you look at speed, the fastest man alive, Usain Bolt, can run the 100 meter in about 9.58 seconds. The fastest woman is 10.49 seconds. Now, people that don't know a lot about running don't understand that's a dramatic difference. Uh, that's 0.9 seconds, I guess, difference. So to put this in perspective, I could only find stats whenever I wrote this piece that gave me the top 336 men. So that's the mm-hmm. fastest 336 men. This fastest woman didn't rank in that. In fact, she was still oh, wow. half, she was still 0.4 seconds away from that, which means that to say that she would not make the top 700 is mm-hmm. very rash. It's very reasonable that there, that she wouldn't make the top 700 of fastest men. That if you gave me number 700 fastest man in the world, she would still run the 100 meter dash slower. All right, and, you, huh? Go ahead. Uh, you know what? Um, it's kind of interesting with a lot of this stuff. I hope I'm not, uh, you know, throwing conversation in a totally different direction, but, no, go for it. um, you know, basically we know men are stronger than women and you know, it's something feminists don't like. They're like, Oh no, women are stronger. We give birth. And yeah. it's like, well, that, that has nothing to do with it. You know, like that's like, you know, you're, you're made to give birth. You know, that doesn't mean you're physically stronger than a man, you know, it means that maybe you should be honored because you're the ones who actually, who are primarily responsible for bringing life into the world, but that doesn't mean you're physically stronger. Yeah. And just, I mean, it's just so insane. It's like, you're talking about, I heard one recently about a um, man who said, I identify as a woman for like five minutes. And then he went right back to identifying as a man and he went and just like crushed these weightlifting. Um, Oh yeah. The best part about that is he wasn't like a professional weightlifter. He was a, like an Australian rapper or something like that. Not oh, Australian. Yeah. He was a, I don't know, somewhere, somewhere in Europe. It wasn't Australia. It was somewhere in Europe. See, I go to the gym and I see women there like, um, and they're actually weightlifting more than me, but I've just started. I've just yeah. started to, you know, do that, try to get my life back together. And Matt's actually helping me with that quite a bit. Um, but I, I just started going to the gym and there's women there who have probably been doing this for years and years. And right now they can lift more than me. Some of them, you know, possibly could take me, you know, but I'm a, you know, I'm an out of shape guy. Who's just, who's just starting to get into this, you know, give me another two or three years at doing this. And, you know, I'm going to make, you know, advances that a woman in my same position would not be biologically capable of making, at least not the average woman. Yeah. But, um, 
you know, so it's like there's physical differences between men and women and men, you know, we talk about, uh, they talk about male privilege a lot in, on in leftist circles. You know, when it comes to physicality, we actually do have a privilege of being stronger of, or of yeah. having the potential to be stronger at least, you know, so that is one area where we legitimately have male privilege. And, you know, so when it comes to sports, it's, it's really, that's part of the reason we segregate, you know, men and women in sports is because, you know, men have the potential to be a lot stronger. And, you know, if you have, you know, a bunch of people on a soccer field, you know, men and women, you know, the women, if they're smaller, especially, and you have a man running towards you, it's not a con, it's not supposed to be a contact sport, but he can knock you over. He can, you know, hurt you really bad. And also as a society, we try to train, um, you know, boys and men to be very respectful of girls and women because, you know, someday, you know, a boy, um, we want to prepare him so that he can, you know, so that he can take care of a wife. So he's not going to get mad and think it's acceptable to hit her or to knock her over. You know, it's like if, you know, you and me, uh, you know, if we get into an argument and we end up wrestling around a little bit, you know, that's, you know, not, not ideal, but at the same time, you know, we're, we're going to be happy. We're going to be smiling an hour later and getting a beer together or something, Yeah. you know, but you, you don't do that with women. You don't do that with your wife. You're saying there's psychological difference between men and women too. Oh it's yeah. Not, I mean, not allowed. I've got a, you know, I've actually got a scientific American magazine that I bought a few years ago, meant to read it. Um, <laughs> it was uh, his brain, her brain. And I think that I had a, uh, you know, I bought it and I think I was like, oh, you know what, just a few years ago, that would have been politically incorrect to do that. And yeah. I bought this just before the social justice thing started going on. But I mean, there's differences between the brains of men and women, and that's well established. Yeah. Um, and with the transgender stuff, they've tried to, there've been a few different studies that have tried to say, oh, well, here's these differences um, in transgender brains. But these different studies um, that I actually learned about because I was arguing with a leftist friends on the internet um so we were like well what about this study and then i'd be like well what about this study and they'd be like well what about this study of course you know <laughs> um and so we were arguing back and forth and these are um people with, who all went to the same school all have the same science degree um and so we're looking at this and one thing i noticed is that these different transgender studies about brains were not consistent with one another mm -hmm. they all suffered from small sample size so they'd say well this part of the brain is, you know, a different size and transgender wired a little different on average. And it's like, well, a lot of this could be, you know, connected to the mental illness, you know, uh, correlation yeah. does not prove causation, but then, you know, a different study wouldn't find that. And they would say, well, this other part of the brain, you know, has, you know, different size, different wiring and all that. So um, they, they weren't consistent with one another, these different studies. You know, so there yeah. wasn't a, you know, strong case to be made that, um, you know, the transgender differences were physiological. But even then, you kind of wonder, is this, uh, you know, if there, say there were differences in the brain, would um, this be maybe because of, you know, maybe not even the hormone treatment, but maybe just because of living, um, you know, a destructive lifestyle, yeah. Um, and, you know, having it where your brain is wired differently because, um, because of how you're living. And, you know, I, I don't know how to explain that a little better um, um, because, you know, but people's, people's brains will be wired differently. You know, if I am um, going out there and I'm confident and I'm feeling strong, you know, your brain's going to wire itself one way. But if I'm feeling like, okay, my life's a wreck, um, everything's a mess and thinking, oh, well, it's because I'm transgender. And then yeah. you start acting a very feminine way, your brain might rewire itself to start uh, conforming to acting in a very feminine way. Yeah. And, you know, so go, go ahead. You were about to say something. Sorry. There's just, I mean, on that point, there's just all kinds of problems when it comes to the research that's been done on this stuff. And, and like you said, there's a lot of contradicting data going both ways. Mm -hmm. And then also, it's just a lot of these researchers make some assumptions. We'll, we'll get in a little bit more in that uh, uh, towards the end, actually, because I have Adam actually uh, responded to some of Joe's criticisms after the fact um, on his blog, I guess. It's his website. I guess that's his blog. 
Um, so, so we'll get, we we'll actually get into a few of like his specific points and in, in the problems that I see with uh, a couple of the studies and uh, as well as the sections that he picked out to try to prove his, his points. Actually, with the sports, you know, before we move on to the next section real quick, mm-hmm. um, I might kind of want to pick your brain a little bit, but um, I read a story not long ago about a, um, um, a teenage boy in high school who's a Christian who um, he wouldn't wrestle with an opponent because the opponent was a girl who identified as a boy. Yeah. And yeah. I saw that. I, yeah. And I um, did wrestling for a few weeks in high school. It didn't, <laughs> didn't work out too well for me. Um, I think I was grossed out because some of the guys were getting like ringworm and stuff like that. And I was, <laughs> it, it, it was, uh, Oh yeah. There's some, there's some weird stuff, especially the mats don't get clean properly. Yeah. But I mean, about high school, man, you're talking about, government employees it's just it's bad bad news man (laughs) looking back i kind of wish that i had personally i kind of wish that i had stayed in wrestling but um you know it was the one sport in my district where you were required to like shower afterwards you know so you go to locker room you strip down Mm -hmm. and you know everybody was showering and you know then you go back to your locker you get dressed um and like you also like when you're wrestling, you know, there's, there's a lot of physical contact. And so you're talking about taking this sort of environment where, and throwing somebody who claims to be a girl into it. um, Mm -hmm. It's like, there's so many levels where, you know, this is not acceptable, you know, because, you know, these are teenage boys who have agreed to wrestle with other boys. You know, they have not agreed. um, They have not consented with a girl this is the, that point is this is the problem that i have with every every single aspect of this and so you can do this with wrestling that i sign up for wrestling with the understanding that i'm going to be wrestling people of a certain gender yeah. so whenever you start sticking other people of other genders within that same class well now it's it's not that it's it's not that like you're violating somebody's rights or not violating some rights it's that the expectation that was there is now broken and it becomes even worse whenever you look at like bathrooms and showers because whenever there's a symbol on the on the door that says woman a woman walking in there well let's say if we accept the idea that we're going to try to be we're going to try to be tolerant as they say mm-hmm. and we're going to we're just going to say that okay we're tolerant uh, of women so so we're going to let you use the bathroom as long as you don't do anything you know, and it, it, you know, because because a lot of the arguments that conservatives bring up is is well, what's going to happen is somebody's going to get raped, somebody's going to whatever, and I'm like, I'm that's not even where I go with this, okay? Yeah. Because it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter if an assault occurs, it doesn't matter if it's easier for an assault to occur. The problem is them being in that restroom, even if they act cordially and nobody even knows that they're a man or yada yada. Whenever they're in a woman's restroom, it it doesn't matter because when a woman walks in that door she is walking in and under the expectation that everyone in there is a biological female. Because that's where we're separating, we're separating the bathrooms and the locker rooms um, based on your biological sex. Yeah. And I, you remove that that, article, I wrote the article uh, where I, I talked a lot about this and I talked about how, you know, we, we have, you know, men's restrooms and women's restrooms because, you know, it's not economically feasible or convenient for a man to, I said, well, the ideal situation is that a man would be able to have a mountain with a tree that he can go pee on, but you know, cause that's like the perfect place to, to, uh, <laughs> to take, to take a leak, but it's not economically feasible that every time I need to take a leak that I'd be transported to some mountain in the Rockies and, you know, pee on this tree. But, um, so we, we have this compromise where we have these communal restrooms, um, and, you know, we separate people based on their biological sex. I don't care if the guy two urinals down from me, you know, believes in his heart to have this in, in with this nebulous. Um, I, I don't care if he feels somewhere deep down that he's cactus gender you yeah. know, or one of the things that's made up. Like apparently felis gender is actually a thing. So people are just taking random things and making it into a gender. Um I'm like, let's, let's go back to reality. We're separating these things based on your biological sex. Mm-hmm. And to say, well, I don't feel, um, you're saying it from the male perspective, saying, well, I, I, I saw this uh, video, this 17-year-old young man, and he said, well, I feel that I'm, I, I feel that I'm actually a girl. 
um, and he's in high school and he's like, I, I need to be able to use the girls bathrooms and shower rooms and everything. And they're like, well, the girls don't feel comfortable with that. And he's like, well, that's just ignorant. And it's like, well, wait a minute. You don't feel comfortable um, changing and showering and using the bathroom with other biological mm-hmm. boys. Um, but you are a biological boy and you can't understand how other, how actual girls would feel uncomfortable with you being around. And it's like for, for most people in society, um, the comfort zone is separating based on, um, is we're separating based on biological sex, not based Mm on, you know, some nebulous, um, you know, abstract, uh, feelings that, you know, don't have a basis in physical reality. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And and bringing it back to the, uh, the point that you're making, sorry, my, Go for my it. computer started playing random videos. So now I don't have the article because I had to close out a bunch of stuff. I was like, that's okay. That's, that's, that's fine. So I started looking around. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, going back to the point you were making about the, the, the uh, girl who, the guy who forfeited. What's funny about that is that's another example. It's another perfect example of, of how superior uh, physically when it comes to higher strength, higher speed, higher agility, um, higher, uh, um, no, what's the word for it? Uh, athleticism in general. But <laughs> yeah, when it comes to that stuff, that boy, he was, after forfeiting, he forfeited five matches. Four of them to one girl, one to another girl. So there's a lot of people don't, no, no. He forfeited five matches. He had How six. How did he get lined up with the same girl four times? It, it's weird. Tur- tournaments are structured differently um, than you would expect. In, okay. in wrestling i can't i don't even know exactly but so okay this is great so that means five of the six losses he had that day out of like 40 something matches five mm. of the six losses were to those forfeits to those girls mm-hmm. which means that this dude was like top of the heap so and then on top of that the girl one of the girls i think one of them i think her only win was that one possibly and the other one, I think she only had like one other match that she actually won or something like that. Well, they just kept so it shows like how – do what? So they just kept losing all the matches except when they were forfeited? Yeah, yeah. And it's not that they weren't like good. Like they, they were actually like pretty good. I think they've, they've done well. And I can't remember exactly. Like I said, I had, I had this thing pulled up and I was looking for the stats and then I had to close it out because my computer started playing random sound. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? I can barely hear you. But, but yeah, so it's, it's another, it's another point. And, and this ties back to when you were talking about strength earlier. And I have a stat from that, that article that I wrote where it talks about uh, men's Olympic weightlifting, the 56 kilogram world record holder. So the guy that weighs 56 kilograms, um, mm-hmm. oh, where was I? There it goes. Uh, can lift more weight than the woman who weighs 90 kilograms and holds the world record in the women's class. Like it, that's such a drastic difference. He's, he's roughly, mm-hmm. uh, um, 40% smaller than her and wow. he lifts more weight than her. You know what they, they did this on a, a Steven Crowder show where they, um, they had, uh, his produce, his, uh, producer who is unfortunately not on the show anymore. Um, he was called not gay Jared. Yeah. He was a, he's a, he's a smaller guy and you know, very skinny. And they had this, uh, woman who's on his show also who, you know, look, looks like she's a, she's actually a little, a little scary. You don't, you don't want to, uh, you don't want to take her, take her on Courtney Kirchhoff. They had yeah. them arm wrestle. And I, and I totally thought Courtney was going to win. Like, but yeah, Jared, no. not gay Jared won, you know, apparently quite easily. Um, but you know what? I think that a lot of like on the political level, um, if I think a lot of this kind of um, goes to a lot of, um, kind of the Ayn Rand objectivist type stuff because like if you want to have a wrestling tournament or a wrestling league where um you embrace transgender whatever um you say well okay you identify as a man um you can come in and wrestle and that's that's the known expectation and this is a private league um mm-hmm. you know by all means you should have the right to do that you know the government shouldn't bar you from it at the same time, the government shouldn't be coming into um, private organizations and saying, you have to accept, you know, this person as a man. Yeah. Um, and I, so I think that like the private 
property um, way of doing things is a lot better. I think it's part, you know, just another reason to embrace school choice because um, if you have, um, if you have schools, you know, that are private Christian schools or private um, schools that have conservative values, then they should have the right to say, okay, you know, these are the rules. Um, you know, you, if you're a boy, you use the boy's bathroom, your girl, you use the girl's bathroom, you know, biological boy, biological girl. Um, and, you know, if they do have a, you know, situation where somebody has gender dysphoria, they could say, okay, you go and use the, um, you go and you, we have a private bathroom for you. And, you know, it's private property and the government shouldn't be able to come into um, like the Catholic school, which happened in one case and say, you have to let this boy um, be a girl. Yeah. And, but anyway, that kind of gets to you, you and I, uh, I know I got to get going here in, a few, in just a couple minutes, but um, we talked about, you and I were talking off camera about children a little bit earlier. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a good time to jump into that. Yeah. So, um, actually, do you mind if I just throw some comments in there real quick? Yeah, go for it. Awesome. So it's, a you know, I was looking at the stats on this and it's kind of interesting because according to the medical literature, um, males and, you know, biological males who, um, experience, uh, feelings of homosexuality or transgenderism, um, when they experience those feelings as teenagers, most of them grow out of it by the time they're done with puberty. And I thought that was a real, some really interesting stats because the typical liberal talking point, you know, they even have a song about it is, you know, um, that somebody's born this way. Yeah. And it has, there's the Lady Gaga song. And I actually wrote an article responding to that and responding with, you know, the, the science and the stats. And I thought that was really, really interesting because that actually shows that the, you know, so-called ex-gay phenomenon that's not the minority, that's the norm. So most people who, at least most males, because, you know, they didn't, as the stats were about males, I don't want to make sure I'm being, you know, scientifically accurate about it. Um, most of them, you know, in either category grow out of this, you know, by the time they finish puberty, you know, and they'll say, well, you know, I thought I was gay when I was 15, but I actually like girls where I, I kind of felt like I was a girl when I was younger, but, you know, now I know that I'm a man. And, you know, it's kind of funny with some of this stuff because like even young kids, um, there was a case of a young boy who said, you know, I, I am, I'm a girl. I want to be a girl. And he, when he was brought to the counselor, the counselor asked him why. And it come to find out, you know, he said, well, because my mom and dad would love me more and come to find out he has a special needs younger sister and his, so his younger sister has special needs. You know, of course, she's younger. She's getting a lot more attention. And so this boy was feeling neglected. And he thought, oh, well, if I was a girl, then my parents would love me more. And I think that's just a really sad story. Um, but even when I was, uh, you know, I, ha I used to have an um, encyclopedia set in my bedroom, a Encyclopedia Britannica. And it was older. It was something my parents bought for me when I was a baby. You know, I guess... I don't, I don't know what, whatever possessed uh, parents to buy an encyclopedia set for a baby, but I, I'm really glad they did because I ended up reading a lot of it. And with the transgender people, um, what it said was that most of them who get counseling end up deciding, you know, they end up resolving those feelings. And then you have Barack Obama coming along saying, oh, well, this, uh, you know, um, uh, this, what do they call it? Um, conversion therapy. Um, they're using it as a, in a derogatory way. Like, oh, this conversion therapy is a bunch of nonsense. And they've actually outlawed it. Um, I think in, in, uh, in the city where I live. Um, and I find that to be quite amazing because you have this authoritarian dictatorial, you know, leftist fundamentalism coming along and saying, you have to think like us. Well, yeah, it comes um, back to the, what, what happened to uh, my body, my choice. Why, yeah, couldn't, exactly. why couldn't a 14 year old boy that was having, having feelings like this, not go to his parents and say like, yeah, I want to do something to try to. Oh, they were outlawing it for adults too. Yeah. So it was, it wasn't just for, for minors saying, okay, you can't have yeah. conversion therapy. It was for adults. 
And, and to be clear, uh, would you want to like summarize what conversion therapy is? Because I think a lot of people, when they hear conversion therapy, they bought into less of leftist narrative yeah. that it's entirely like we're going they, to shock. Oh, it's electroshock, whatever. Yeah. And it's like, no, most of what they're, they're doing. They're sitting you in front of a porno and force you to watch it for hours on end. But anyway. But like white like people need to be forced to watch that. So. <laughs> um, you know what? Most of it is for males. Because um, I was actually reading about that too. It was a lot of it was actually taking them out and having them play softball. Yeah. So like, um, you know, Exodus ministry that was around for a while. Um, they ended up having, having a, you know, a guy ended up having some leadership who came in, who didn't agree with the ministry's uh, views. Um, but they had, there was a Christian ministry that was, you know, dealing with a lot of this stuff. And a lot of what they were doing was just having guys go out and play softball and develop um, healthy, non-sexual friendships with other males. Yeah. And like, we can definitely do a show sometimes. I've read more about, um, you know, the development of, you know, how, how sexual orientation develops. Um, I can definitely say there's, there's no, there's no good evidence for a genetic basis. You know, I've written a few articles on the genetics. Um, people aren't born that way. Um, and even if there were, but even if there were a genetic basis, one could say, you know, correlation does not prove causation. It might be a personality thing. You know, the genetics makes a, maybe a more timid personality. Maybe they're more prone to developing homosexual um, orientation. Um, but like real quick, cause I got to go in here in like five minutes. But um, like when I was young, young, I said I wanted to be a girl at one point. And I had totally forgotten about it. Um, like, I remembered it, but I just wasn't thinking about it, like, as an adult, because, um, you know, one of my cousins brought it up, you know, and she was picking on me a little bit um, in a fun way, not in a bad way. Um, but that was basically my way of having imaginary friends is that was my way of getting around the fact that you can't see someone else's imaginary friends that would dress up like whatever character and say, um, no, this is young, young. This is like three and four years old. This isn't like last week. Um, and, uh, <laughs> I would say, well, you know, hi, I'm Gregory's friend, Snow White or Ariel or whatever. And, you know, then I would have Snow White or Ariel talk about how great Gregory is. <laughs> and so that's, uh, I mean, you know, did I want to be a girl? No. Um, you know, I just saw on TV that, you know, the girls were doing all these adventures on like the Disney movies. Um, I saw the Alice in Wonderland where her dress opened up into a parachute and she could fly. Um, and so it was, yeah. go ahead. Well, I have to imagine that's, that's a lot of what's going on too is, well, yeah. first of all, you have a, you have a, 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 uh, a exaltation of the LGBT community in our culture. Mm -hmm. As if you have a special kind of status if you're in that you community. Black. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but and then um, on top of that, you have TV that's that's promoting it as well. It, for instance, that uh, that drag kid Desmond is amazing. I wrote an article on that recently too, um, because there's some really Alex. disturbing stuff about that. Um, beyond that's just the drag stuff. What was that? Is that yeah? You know, he was uh, Aisha. Was that the same kid who was um? doing the strip tease dance in front of a bunch of gay men. Oh yeah. That's yeah. And that's mild. He also did a podcast with a guy who, do you know what a club kid is? No. Okay. So in the nineties, there were these, this group of people, I'll try to be fast so that we can sum this up real quick. Cause mm -hmm. we're pretty deep into here. We're about 15 minutes in, but mm -hmm. uh, in the nineties, there was uh, a uh, group of people in, in New York and London that were gays and trans and, and drag queens. Mm -hmm. that were basically just drug addicted degenerate individuals that went around mm -hmm. and did all kinds of crazy stuff in the drag gay and trans scene. Um, and, uh, one of the dudes that was, that was pretty popular was Michael, a league, a league or a league. I can't remember how to say his name. He dis killed and dismembered his drug dealer. So he went to prison for like 20 years. Right. And part of the reason he did is because he was jacked up on, ketamine or whatever the heck you, you know he was taking but it, it, so he killed him dismembered his drug his drug dealer went to prison he got out like i want to say he got out of prison like a few years ago he was still on parole until maybe a year or so ago and desmond is amazing the drag kid is doing a podcast with him 
sending a podcast with them. And behind them is a, is a, a, a painting that Michael Lee drove that has the words Rohypnol on it. And you're like, well, that's weird because Rohypnol is a date rape drug. Why is he drawing paintings of date rape drugs? Then you go to his website. He's got a bunch of weird ass paintings. So this kid's mom, we're supposed to expect that he's not being sexually and, and physically abused while mm-hmm. his mom has him hanging out with ex-club kids who are, uh, are murderers that also draw bizarre paintings sometime of date rape drugs. And then on top of that, the kid knows how to snort ketamine. There's videos of him, of him going, you know, snorting as if he's snorting specifically. And that's the date rape drug. No, 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 no. Ketamine is, ketamine is, is like a, it's just a drug that was used a lot in the nineties by in the, My yeah, it was, it, yeah. But, but anyway, um, which is, which is disturbing because there's, it's, it's kind of weird that he knows how all the cool kids know how to snort ketamine. But anyway, so there's a whole bunch of stuff that you could go on about that. This doesn't even just include the, uh, the drag stuff, mm-hmm. but I, now I can't remember why I was originally talking about this. But anyway, so, so he, he, this kid is started. Well, I don't remember why. So this kid started watching. It was whenever you're talking about them being kind of indoctrinated this at a young age, this kid's parents sat him in front of RuPaul at two years old. It was his choice to sit in front of RuPaul and watch RuPaul at two years old. So you talked about like these things being on TV and, and you see like princesses on TV and how they're kind of exalted and whatnot. And that makes you you know want to go down that route. Well, in the mm-hmm. same way, whenever your parents are celebrating RuPaul drag queen and you're two years old, what are you going to start to mimic? Cause that's RuPaul what you're trying drag. to do at that age. Of that's what's on TV. And that's what's, that's what, Oh, this guy's on TV. I want to be like him. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the biggest problem with all of this is most of this stuff is BS and there's going to be some severe consequences. It's the, uh, the vegetarian cat thing where we actually yeah. like, you have a vegetarian cat. We know who's making the decisions here and it's not the cat. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. As if so there was a- one case of a, ve- of a legitimately vegetarian lion in a zoo. Really? Yeah. A legitimately it's lion in a zoo refused to eat meat. Um, and it does kind of, uh, it kind of makes it, it's almost like a creation, creationist atavism where it's like, okay, you have this throat things were in the Garden of Eden. I bet none of the other lions wanted to hang out with him because he wouldn't shut the <laughs> hell up about how he's a vegan. <laughs> it's like, why is he always alone? Why are other vegans alone? <laughs> but anyway, anyway, uh, so there's, there's a whole slew of things we can go in on this. We're going to go ahead and sum this up. In fact, we'll probably pick this up at another time. I think just specifically this topic of transgender kids how they get into it. What are the effects of, of the hormones or the yeah. puberty blockers and stuff like that? That's a whole nother topic that we could probably go on for an hour uh, as well guess, and get into more detail of like the science and the biology of it, which I would, I would love to do with you since that's kind of your specialty here yeah. or your biology. It's, like, it's like, I'll definitely say it's like, uh, you know, I'm not an expert when it comes to, uh, I know it's your pet peeve phrase, but I'm not an expert when it comes to like the macrobiology, like what I've studied is like the cellular level and below, but I can read medical because it's the same general field, I can read medical articles and I might have to uh, look up a couple of words, but I understand the logic and the statistics of it just fine because, um, you know, they use the same stats in biology that they do in medicine and economics, um, which actually it's kind of funny that having a biotech degree makes uh, really helps when it comes to understanding economics. Yeah. But I think one thing that I really want to close out with um, mm-hmm is you know just saying like hey you know we don't hate people who see themselves as glbt or whatever um you know i'm not trying to um you know i'm not trying to force anything on anybody but at the same time like i i do think that my rights as a man need to be respected like if i decide i want to go join a wrestling team um i expect that you know it's going to be males that i'm wrestling with and you know males in the locker room unless I explicitly agree, you know, otherwise, unless it's specifically saying, okay, we are a male wrestling league. And part of what we do is embrace the transgender stuff. If that's what you want to do as a private organization, you have the right to do it without, but it shouldn't be a government coerced thing. But I guess the, uh, the one, one big takeaway that um, I think if we want to be loving and kind to people, um, you know, because liberals always want to talk about, oh, we're loving and kind and we embrace everybody. Um, we, if we want to be loving and kind, then we need to seek reality. 
um, and we need to seek to understand reality. And um, if someone's a boy, um, if you have a boy with gender dysphoria, help him, you know, to see that he's a boy, help him to embrace being a boy. You know, if he, because he's born, if he's biological male, you know, he's a boy. Um, and for whatever reason, maybe he was molested, maybe, um, you know, he's having some issues. Help build that masculinity in him. Don't, don't be pushing confusion on children. And if they're an adult, um, you know, even then, you know, help, help them to see that, hey, you know, you're, you're a man or you're a woman. Like, you know, God didn't, God doesn't make mistakes. Like you were not born transgender. You were not born gay. Um, some people are born hermaphrodites and that's, that's sad. Um, and you know, that's obviously a tough situation, but you know, for people who are transgender, it's like, you know what, we just have a, a very sexually confused society and the best way to help with, uh, confusion is to help people to see truth. And I think that's the most loving and kind thing we can do for people. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Um, so, uh, so if anybody wants to uh, check out Gregory's stuff, it, you can go to uh, greenslug.com. The slug is spelled with two Gs. Yeah, two Gs. G-R-E-E-N-S-L-U-G-G.com. It's greenslug.com. And um, you can also find him. He has a Medium blog. I think you're under the title of G.S. Muse, right? Yeah, it's G.S. Muse, M-U-S-E. But I think uh, medium.com slash greenslug, again, slug with two Gs, will take you right to my page. And we'll put a... Okay. We'll put some links in the description box, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'll stick some links in the description box for that. Um, as well as, is there anything else you want to plug? I feel like I'm missing something. Um, I've got a few other things, but I think, you know, that's, that's, the, main, uh, yeah. that's the main course. And right look there. for, do you remember the title? Do you remember the title of the article on Medium that you wrote uh, that, was, that kind of dealt with this issue a little bit? I know you wrote, wrote one. Yeah, I've written, like, I've written like three of them. But um, one that I think would be a good place to start that I wrote is called science versus the left by G S muse. Yeah. S dot M U S E. Yeah. That one was excellent. And that one, he actually goes over a lot of topics. I think he hits on Bill Nye's uh, climate stuff as well as abortion and, and a whole, whole slew of topics there. He just kind of concise breaks down very concisely, but, but, um, but uh, what's the word for it? Well thought out. I don't know. I can't think of the word. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Thank you. <laughs> but anyway, just check, check that out. Um, um, also, you can find me at thekingsrights.com. As always, um, thanks for coming on, Gert. Awesome. See you later, Matt.